Hello, everybody, and welcome again to perhaps one of the most vital saints radios we have ever encountered. Buckle your seatbelt, saints. <clears throat> it's great to be with you. And uh, across the table, Prophetess Terrell. I said that last time and we took off on prophet ministry. Uh, election day. Is today Super Tuesday? Is that what they call it? Super Tuesday? Probably. I haven't heard I that they... term used this time. I haven't either, but that's a it's definitely a term. But is it I don't know what super, is Super Tuesday when the governor's race is too with the I don't know. I'll look it up. No, no, you don't have to look it up. It's not that big of a deal. I was just curious to know. Which book of the Bible is that in? We could say that it's um Dunamis Tuesday. Is that the book of Hezekiah? Super. What is the word for the Greek word for super? Um, would it be the one that kind of sounds like hyperbole? Probably. <laughs> the one that's super abounding. Super abounding Tuesday. You can tell we. <laughs> super Tuesday is the United States presidential primary election day in February or March when the greatest number of U.S. states hold primary elections and caucuses. Approximately one-third of all delegates to the presidential nominating conventions can be won on Super Tuesday more than any other day. So it's February or March. So I don't know why the presidential election is not... I think we can call it Super Tuesday. Maybe it's Uber Tuesday. It's Bigly, Bigly Dunamis. Tuesday. <laughs> Bigly Tuesday. It's a good day. It's it a is day. a good day. We have, we have voters coming in and out of our church today, and, and it's really interesting. Um, just that whole dynamic is interesting because I, I feel like it's, it's really, it gives us, we always have this platform, but it really, to me, sets a stage for us to really be able to um, be in close, close proximity representatively. Yeah. to what is happening and so when I was praying before the radio broadcast I was just really extending my prayers towards that and I know we did that on Sunday as well but just really believing that the Spirit of the Lord is going to guide this whole election and um, I'm just really hopeful I really am Yeah. so I'm just I, I, I really I've been so blessed to see how so many in the church have awakened and um, I really just want to believe that this is um, symbolic of just the awakening that needed to happen and the momentum will continue with the church awakening to just really focus and and set their um, their focus on the establishment of righteousness and what that really is yeah. in our land and, and just welcoming his kingdom, like literally, like really welcoming the kingdom of God to this earth. Not just singing about it, not just saying it in the prayer, but really our intercession and our worship and everything that we are partnering with that. So anyway. I'm hopeful. Well, it, it, there's there's a wonderful spirit regarding 
this day. Um, not just here, I just feel that it's um, an anointing of the Father that he's releasing. And, you know, we, we prayed here as a congregation at the end of our Sunday service, Sunday morning service, and I think it's easy to say it was a really refreshing time in the spirit. And then yesterday, um, the abiding presence of the Lord this morning, I had to unlock here for the electioneers. And so I came into the sanctuary at 530 or so. And his presence was just so strong and so wonderful. I just feel like I'm with you. I feel like there's going to be a, a really tremendous miracle happened today and um, I, I I join in prayer that whatever enemy influences uh, that he's trying to um, utilize to cause riots and points of violence uh, as a result of the election in cities that that would be stopped Maybe we can talk about that, how, how the enemy can do that. And maybe we can do that in a few minutes. But it's funny because I, I finished praying. I let these people in. I came back in the sanctuary and prayed, went to my office. And, you know, this is TMI. But you just kind of have to wait around to make sure that the electioneering people don't run into anything that they need. So I'm sitting in my office, and it's about quarter to seven. And all of a sudden, I hear this car pull up. And they have their music playing so loud in the car. And it was Tom Petty's Running Down a Dream. I mean, it, I knew that song. I don't know why, maybe prophetically. But I knew what song it was. And so I went over and I peeked out. And it was this, this flashy white Lexus. And I thought, who is that guy? And why are they punking out on the late Tom Petty's old-timey song? And I didn't stand there to watch to see who got out. I imagine it was somebody my age or maybe younger, but um, I thought running down a dream. Um, we, we, need to, we need to hold on to the dream of the Lord and what God said he's going to do during this season and what, um, what is coming in the spirit realm. I, I agree with you. We need, to, we need to really lay claim to it. Um, and we said at the end of the last election, in 16 that it was stunning it was stunning to me the things that people in this nation believed and to to see it in these days of social media and uber media what people were doing and expressing it 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 was startling to me and over the past four years that's just kind of been amplified and to hear the things that are being said and the way it's being felt is is even more startling and I, I agree I pray that it's awakening the church to see how has the enemy um, <laughs> how has the enemy indoctrinated people what we're laughing at is this brand new chair you're like a low rider over there. I know, but I'm going to leave it like this. Low rider. Because I know the, the spirit of the Lord dwells in those that are of humble and contrite spirit. 
Boy, it kind of reminds me of that other church had a, when that other chair had a blowout. <laughs> well, I, I, I went to hit the lever, the lever, the lever, to lower it just a little bit, and it took me down about seven inches, <laughs> which for me is a lot. Well, it kind of reminds me of the elevator scene from The Ghost of Mr. Chicken when Barney and the guy that played Darren on Bewitched, they were in the elevator, and that guy kept never he he'd go up and then he'd go down and he could never get it to the right floor, and then Barney, he was up and Barney went ahead and t- tried to step out and the thing lowered and all of a sudden he fell out onto the floor. It was oh no he was getting on. He said would you step up please and as soon as he was stepping up the thing lowered and he fell in. That was so funny. That's kind of the scene with this. See what you miss when we when we're not uh, zooming these broadcasts. Videoing, thank God. Boy oh boy. <sighs> yeah, well, I, it's it's really been um, interesting just in the day because I've heard from several of our beloved intercessors in France this morning. I heard from Patricia Richard and um, where is Patricia in She's, Toulouse? She, Patricia's near Lyon. Lyon, that's right. How could I forget? She's in Lyon, or she's in the suburbs of Lyon, yeah. I guess, and. She sent me a very powerful word of encouragement, said that they were standing with us today and really believing for the will of the Lord to be to prevail. And and I, I mean, and she sent me a song, um, a worship song. I really appreciate it. And then, then about 45 minutes later, I got a message from Severin, who is from Lyon, but she's relocated to Geneva and is is established in Geneva now but it was good to hear from her too she's basically said something very similar that she was praying with us and believing um, today for the Lord's will to prevail so I just want to say thank you to our brothers and sisters all over the world that have been standing with us through this very very trying season of election I I love this broadcast I, I have to tell you that I will be excited when we have transitioned from this not from the season but just from this focus and we can really set our momentum on the promise that you know the promise that lies ahead um after the victory (laughs) yeah and really start focusing on okay what is god here we are now now what is god saying and what is he wanting us how is he wanting us to apply and function in this next four years yeah and that's i mean that's going to be critical you know i heard so many people over the past couple of days talk about how this year the key to this entire election is the state of pennsylvania Mm -hmm. which is where i'm from and i remember we were supposed to have a gathering for the saints network up there on on the banks of the ohio And um, we were talking about West Virginia and Ohio, and we were really focusing on Ohio, but Pennsylvania as well. And it it blessed me the other night um, when I tuned in and saw um, the president at a rally in Butler, Pennsylvania, which is north, north of Pittsburgh, and it's near where the cracker plant is, where um the McCoys are employed 
And there were, it was just a sea of people, 35, 40,000 people. It was just a sea of them. And it was late at night. And it was cold. And th those people were there and they were, they were good, solid, hardworking, sincere American people. And, you know, it just moved me. And I began to call out to the Lord and I said, Father, these people, it's not just for an election, but these people need the power of the Spirit. They, they need you. They need a visitation. And I have not let go of that promise that God gave us regarding the spiritual deposits that are there in that region. And we've been given authority there. Um, the enemies block, blocked us from being able to go. But in the spirit realm, you know that if the enemy comes in one way, he's going to flee in seven. And I began to lay claim to thousands and thousands of people who will accept the deeper things of the spirit of God. And, you know, and, and, and I'll tell you a miracle that most of the papers in Pittsburgh are historically liberal and the unions where you had the coal workers the teamsters the steel workers they're all in bed with the democrats for years and you you know you and and it started that way because they stood against like um like the the there was a a lot of people that own businesses would hire in strike breakers and they were just brutal and People fought for those unions because it was just abusive. And Frick, who has a big museum in New York City and and in um, uh, in Pittsburgh and in other places, he owned a bunch of coal facilities and he would partner with Andrew Carnegie. And um, he, he was bad about the unions. And so I understand why that is. But what I'm saying is that one of the papers that my brothers used to deliver in the morning papers, the Post-Gazette, it endorsed Trump, which is like the parting of the Red Sea. And I thought, Lord, this, this is an amazing thing. I never would have ever conceived that that would happen. And, you know, they didn't even, they didn't even endorse Ronald Reagan. Um, and, and so what I'm saying is I think that God is doing things. It has nothing to do with Republican, Democrat, even though that's the, the format. It's that people's hearts are being changed, that things that they have embraced for generations are now being turned upside down. And um, I believe that God is releasing, he's releasing um his his spirit and we have a part in that mm -hmm. and we're we're going to go there and we're going to see the hand of the lord move in people in the years in the in in these next couple of years and you know and i i remember last summer going up there to pittsburgh just for a couple of days to pray and i i i stood there at the at the place where the ohio began and i stood and looked across and I could see the point and I could see where the Post-Gazette building is and I was declaring these things. And then, of course, COVID shut that down, but God's spirit is not shut down. So all of that to say that God is 
causing the eyes of the nation to go to that tri-state area today. Now, Florida is very important as well. I don't mean to shortchange that, but but you, you just hear the commentators and they say they're pretty much sure that Florida has already made their decision. Arizona as well, the Rust Belt states, but the key to it from what everybody in the know is saying is is up there where God was taking us in June and will take us again. So it's a spiritual dynamic. And um, I think that's just a fascinating, fascinating thing. You know, it's interesting that um, I saw a clip that Tucker Carlson had done. We This is obviously going to, we're going to be talking about this election today. Yeah. But I, I watched this clip this morning that um, somebody had posted on Facebook where he did a an, an excerpt about this place in Pennsylvania. Tucker Butler? Butler. Butler, yes. yeah. And and I didn't know of such a place, but he did you see it? Yeah, I did. And he was talking about how they really were kind of like the forgotten people. Yeah. And very desolate and they had more like opioid overdoses in that in that area in that county or that town mm-hmm. than anywhere else in the country and that they had created like a memorial in the center of the town for all those people that had overdosed. But basically he was talking about how they had they had just basically been overlooked the people and they were just very ordinary good people and how blessed it was to see those thousands of people come out and support Donald Trump and he was talking about just the really the representation of what uh, of of what of of Donald Trump not being a politician but just really standing up for um I don't want to say the underdog, but standing up for the ordinary and and really being a measure of light in a very dark place. And it was such an encouraging, I mean, it really was such an encouraging little newscast or yeah. newsreel. And so I totally stand in agreement with you, Pastor, that the Spirit is, the spirit is moving in ways that really no man can take credit for which I love mm-hmm. because we know that it is, I mean, it is not by might. It is not by power. It is by his spirit that this victory is going to come. And, and he is using um, instruments of, of those that he has placed that breath upon, that anointing upon, um, to see this victory come through. And so I, it's... It's just I love seeing stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, it 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 was moving. Because it's not even. I mean, to me, that is so not political. Yeah, it's America. It's America. It is, and it's standing up for those in America that need it, that truly do need it, and uh, I just have to be careful. It was kind of interesting. I saw a public service announcement that Bradley Cooper did. I don't know if you saw it or not. Mm-mm. And, you know, I like him as an actor. He's a real good-looking guy, those piercing eyes. And he was saying that he's from Pennsylvania, and he had moved to Pennsylvania during COVID to live with his mother, who had had a colonostomy. 
And so he was, he's there taking care of her through this COVID thing. And, um, and you can imagine in the millions of dollars he has, he could have hired first rate care, but he's doing this. And so he said, as a son of Pennsylvania, I'm asking you to get out and vote. And he said, this state is so important to me and the people here I love so much your voice needs to be heard. He didn't, he didn't go one side or another, which he could have easily done. I don't know where he stands. But again, I was, so imp I was so amazed by that. It just kind of stunned me. And I thought, here's this A-list actor that's still got the, got the goods. I mean, he's, he's not denigrated himself into an older actor role. So what we're saying here is that but on the other end of the state, in Philadelphia, and anybody from Pittsburgh in the west, western part of Pennsylvania, really kind of looks at a strange way at people from Philadelphia because we all feel that they're more, they're more off the deep end. But those windows of buildings are being boarded up in anticipation of riots. Tell you what, what is wrong with that picture? I mean, it, that, there's... It, it doesn't make sense. No, I know. I, I mean, was praying about that this morning. Not not about the issue of people doing this, but the issue of the spiritual in, influences that are inspiring it. And I um, yesterday on on the French radio, on uh, the French message of the week, I I was talking and the spirit started speaking to me about a demonic anointing. And I talked about it a little bit, and I'd never really ever said that before. And I, I believe that the enemy, you know, you talk about anointings, and we've studied and we've taught about anointings, and, you know, the smearing of the oil, but also what you're created to do and what your tetheme is, and those gifts and callings are without repentance. And there are high-level demonic influences that were originally created to serve God and to minister on behalf of the heirs of salvation. And the way the enemy uses those influences today, whether it's Leviathan or the prince of the power of the air or the prince of, of the God of this world, is he finds giftings that people have and he targets them through bitterness or through false teachings or demonic doctrines, and then they begin to yield those capacities within themselves to what God gave these fallen angels originally as, as pure angels to influence people. And it's, it's a really strange thing. You know the way angels minister to people, skill and understanding, uh, capacities, but the, the demonic ones, they they move in this way as well. And you know how we how we with understanding take authority over that. I think you overcome evil with good, and I think you bind the enemies like what the apostle Paul did with Elamus the sorcerer, who he called the son of Satan. And um, Phil, uh, Simon wasn't called a son of Satan, but Elamus was. And he, obviously this man 
who was influencing the the Roman ruler of that area, he had been he'd come into a point of sonship relationship with the enemy, and he he had yielded his giftings to the God of this world, which is why when Paul took authority over him, there was that cloud of of blinding that occludes lest people see the glorious gospel and follow Christ. It came back upon Simon. Uh, it came back upon Elamus. And I think that we need to we need to ask God to um, to stop this demonic influence from permeating. This is a time where the sons of the most tire to be rising. This is a time where people are supposed to be having an encounter with the Spirit of God and yielding themselves to him. And this is one of the ways that the enemy is coming right now, coming in one way to try to stop that. And so we need to take authority over that influence and then believe for the sevenfold blessing. I, I, I feel like this is a key to what's going on spiritually. I, I watched another clip. There were some people in New York that were New York City that were coming against the police. They were Antifa and BLM, and I don't know if you saw that or not. But these were these weren't African Americans. These were deranged white kids, and they were screaming the most vile things at the police, and they were cursing their families and their daughters. and And I thought. You, you've got to be 19, 20, 21 years old, and you are just spewing out demonic vitriol. And what is influencing you? This is not just you protesting. This is you vocalizing twisted things. And I think we need to recognize what's going on and from a pneumaticos perspective, say, what is this designed to stop in the spirit? What is the enemy trying to manifest? And what is what is he trying to get a head, a head start on concerning what God is wanting to do and what God is going to do? And I think, like we said about these people in Butler and the people in Ohio and the people in West Virginia and the people in up in the, the, the southernmost parts of Ontario and all along that uh, those lakes, um, upstate New York. What is it that God is wanting to do as he unlocks these things in the spirit and then pours out his spirit upon all flesh? Um, that, that we've got to believe for, but also at the same time, these ones that the enemy is targeting how are they going to be changed? You know, the Apostle Paul, when the church first began, the Apostle Paul was really wicked. I mean, he was he was like, you know, when when he was standing there holding the coats of those who were stoning Stephen, he was like a commissar. He was like a, a, one of these people from Antifa that stands off to the side and orchestrates rebellion and God got a hold of him and changed him 
and he became the great apostle of the of the Gentile church I believe that God is wanting to turn this and I, I stand in agreement with our saints right now we take authority over the nefarious plans of the enemy who who was already the enemy has already tried to insert rebellious uh, planning into our cities for these next few days we we just circumvent that yeah and i don't know we're, we're gonna have to learn how to pray for these kinds of things and hear from god and take definitive measures of agreement and proclamation to stop this because the people used to be a country group i think i've never heard their music called asleep at the wheel mm -hmm. some of the people that have been elected to police certain cities are asleep at the wheel and they're just letting these things happen and but we as saints we are not asleep and we need to believe god for what he wants to accomplish in these next few years and we need to we need to get after it printed copies of this exhortation are available for well i i i think that today is today i mean today is 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 tuesday the day of the election we don't know what's we're not we don't know what we're going to know by the end of the day right and we don't know what lies on the other side but i think as saints and as intercessors we talk about being awakened we need to be awake yeah. and we need to really be pressing in to the wisdom of the lord to know how to respond to what's on the other side and we need to respond in godliness and holiness and i mean maybe this is a commission that needs to come from you is what happens tomorrow and um i don't know maybe that will be addressed on wednesday night live but i, I just know that today is important tomorrow is equally as important yeah. for us as the saints and you know you talk about the the demonic anointing and i all i can think of and i am no i i mean i'm no expert in the end times but I do know that I've heard somewhere that the Antichrist will come upon the earth. Yeah. And to me, you talk about a demonic anointing, Antichrist. Sons who hear from the Father and move in the anointing. Exactly. And so if we're addressing or the Lord is beginning to open our eyes to these demonic anointings, I have to think that it is to prepare us for the Antichrist. And for that demonic anointing that's going to come upon the earth and how we respond to that. So be awakened. This is not a time to be asleep at the wheel. This is a time to be up front and ready to move with you, the Lord of hosts. Yeah, you think about that. You have that influence you just referenced. You have false prophets the people that are the mouthpieces, the people that are speaking and fomenting and declaring things that rally and bring a rise out of people. And then you have this... The false teachers. Yeah, false teachers are part of that, yeah. The teachers and the prophets come together to 
But then you have the governmental influence of the beast. You know, who, who would have ever thought that a worldwide pandemic would hit and you'd see all these nations in, in lockstep, locking down and jurisdicting that they're, I mean, this is, that's beast-like. It's control. So we're seeing, uh-huh. we're seeing these three things manifested and they, they hate the saints and they hate the true prophets. And then, of course, then you've got, you know, like the queen of heaven, which is readily listed in the, in the New Testament, which is Babylon, mystery, mystery Babylon, um, which is the wicked world system. And yeah, and you mentioned the Apostle Paul, and you mentioned that. that I, I mean, is that like part of the governmental type administrative kind of thing? But to me, the Apostle Paul, that spirit, or to me, the predominant influence that guided him was a religious spirit. Yeah. And how many times have we heard that the Antichrist. <laughs> The Antichrist would come out of the church. Yeah. So these are all things that I believe the Lord is going to be begin to bring understanding, greater understanding to us. Well, you know, you can see that's a good point because um, you can see the 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 progressive church that is rising up. People with giftings, people with spiritual giftings, people with great charisma and they're going down the line you know the word of God is not the word of God we need to embrace other religions we need to um, anybody that stands for anything that the word calls sin is either a racist or a misogynist or not showing the love of the Lord and that's that's the base of that's a major it's kind of like the old Wild West thing where you have the, like the, the Apaches and they, they attack a, a government supply train and now they all have repeating rifles and bullets and things like that. You know, the enemy has latched on to a lot of these folks who have received many of them pneumatic cost giftings. Mm-hmm. And they are going to rise, no, I'm not going to say tomorrow, that they're already positioning to do it. Oh yeah. To say, at some point, at some point, the things that are listed in the book of Revelation and Daniel are going to have to happen, no matter how much we bind and rebuke and lay claim to increase sun sand sills so we can have more harvest. At some point, this is going to happen, and I think that those churches, as well as whoever the Pope is, is going to rise up and they're going to say, all right. We know the ins and outs of these other people that are in church, and you guys are wrong. We, we need to have a truth and reconciliation committee where you come and repent of that. And if you don't, you're going to be you're going to be banned, and you're 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 going to be restricted financially. They're already talking this. That truth and reconciliation commission. If you've not seen it, it's been in, a lot in the on the news. And people are advocating that if a certain party wins, that those who are in leadership of 
the, the current administration are going to have to come and give account for the things that they have felt and repent of them. It's called the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. And it, it's the same thing as the, as the communist repatriation camps, and it's the same thing of people that would call in who voiced, if they weren't killed, uh, voiced opposition to the Nazis or the Bolsheviks. Usually, if you didn't really matter, they would just kill you outright. But if you could be turned and could be used to get other people to come alongside, they would repatriate you, and they would pressure you, and they would threaten your family, and they would threaten your livelihood. That's coming. Otherwise, the word of God is is not is not accurate. And see, the enemy's trying to bring that quickly now, and it's not time for that yet. There's too much work to be done in populating the nations with the work of the saints, and with people being touched by the Spirit. God's window and season for that is still open. And the enemy's trying to close it before the time and to change the times. But at some point, at some point, these things that we see the groundwork being laid, we need to remember, no matter what happens with this election, that they're all there. And if you think that the crazy antics that we saw in 2016 with, you know, well-meaning people just screaming out, you know, uh, what, what's it going to be now? Um, it's not, it's not a natural thing. It's a supernatural thing. It's a spiritual thing. And we as pneumaticos people need to identify this is what's going on in the spirit. And we need to recognize what God is doing first and foremost and insist on that. And when we see these aberrations, we need to view them through the lens of what God has said is happening. And we need to believe that he's going to turn that for the good. That's our spiritual, that's our prosuke. That's our, uh, that's our petition. And that's what we need to really be ready to, to pronounce. And, but it, boy, it's, it's kind of exciting in a way. It's here. I've just been believing this craziness with the mail-in ballots and, you know, I, I'm stunned. You know, we can't declare all these ballots in until November 12th or November 7th or whatever. Well, the election's on November 3rd. You, you try that nonsense with the IRS. I mean, you get this thing postmarked by this date and you get it in here. They, you know, I'm hoping that there's going to be such a landslide that this will not matter, that none of this craziness will matter. And um, because there's work to be done. <laughs> you know, and I, I recognize even in my life as I'm praying that this is really a season where we as the saints are learning in a, in, in a deeper way concerning what's going on, what God is opening up in his timetable and it's it's a time where we are getting our house in order and where we're being supplied and we're being positioned and things are being put in place that could erupt as a problem in the years to come god is settling all that and i'm believing for that yeah. and um 
You know, even this morning early, God was telling me some things that we need to do regarding our our teaching. You know, I've been threatening these these smaller pods of preparation and teaching. I've got like eight of them lined up right now. And I, I keep thinking, man, it's kind of like going through a closet. This is just a start. There's probably 30 of these at least. And, you know, then he was talking to me about another thing that we needed to do. It's as the as the, the Pentecostal churches that we're called to be apostolic voices to. We need to see and recognize where they are. A lot of them are embracing the prophetic now, which is an astounding thing. But how do you bridge that gap? We, we as saints have been blessed to go from the prophetic. Thank God for that training. It's necessary. We covet to prophesy into mnemonicos principles. So we've got to get that ready. We're, this is kind of like when we would teach on diversities of tongues. We'd have to go back to diver, to unknown tongues and lead people through that understanding and then bridge it over. Same with the prophetic into the mnemonicos. So that's a whole new vein of things that we've got to get ready. So you've got you've got our mission to the world and teaching, training saints, raising up sons. You've got the apostolic mission back into the Pentecostal churches, which has not really even begun yet, but it's coming. You know, God's been talking to me a lot about that. I'm just rambling here. I'm sorry. Okay, carry on. Um, but I, I, I better not say too much about this. But you know, the way we came out of the way we were brought up, and the way we got the left foot of fellowship, and and we did not act in a retributive way. But I have to admit that a lot of the things over this past year that God's been touching me about was, you know, remembering things that happened, and even though I buried them, coming to grips with them. And honestly, from a personal standpoint, walking with the saints and moving into Pentecost things, I have no use for just general Pentecost because it's like, we climbed to this thing, and now we're here, and we've got it all. I have no, and so I've had to be going before the Lord and asking him to cleanse me of that, because if we're supposed to go back into that, and you wonder how the Apostle Paul went into these synagogues and taught those people. You have to wonder about that, because he'd come into the light. Well, he was one of those people for his whole upbringing. As, as I was. But I, I think about all those things that, that were endured. All of those things made us who we are today. Yeah. We're part of that process and 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 caused us the recognition that there was more. Yeah. And to pursue the more. And I think, you know, you're talking about um progressive Christianity and we're talking about how the enemy is trying to really take Christianity into this this vein. Uh-huh. And that's his motive. That that that's his agenda. Never would I have ever dreamed that I would hear the Pope, the head of the Catholic Church, say the things that he said like two weeks ago. Yeah. That is deconstruction of Scripture. Like we've, I mean, the head of the biggest church in the world. So you talk about, I mean, 
he's got an agenda. And so I'm so thankful for the process that led us to really pursue the mysteries and to, to truly, like, become those humble and contrite ones that could receive and and step into the deeper things and see them manifest. Yeah. So. But, you know, there has to be, there has to be a measure of cleansing in our vessel before God pours the new wine of the season that he's leading us into in. And, and I think that that's, that's happening. Oh, that's absolutely happening. I'm not saying it's complete. No, it, it's absolutely happening. I totally agree with that. So, and I, you know, I'm seeing it. I, I, I'm seeing it, even extended like through my family and through these young people, where. It's like the Lord is like tapping those deep things that have been hidden because those things, we hide those things. Yeah. And the Spirit is bringing those things up and, and bringing them into a point of revelation and, and making us transparent before one another and accountable before one another. I've seen this with these young people that I've been working with, and it's just been incredible to see how they make themselves transparent and so vulnerable in this church and in you know some of the others that i've been working with it's just really just i mean even with my own kids it's just the spirit is really moving in that way and i'm so thankful well they're they're going to have to be firebrands of of the things of the spirit to be able to reach that generation and I, um, I'm believing with you that this work is going to be so um, saturated by the Spirit that the enemy won't be able to divert or subvert or distract or take off track um, what he, God wants to do there. It's like what the Apostle Paul said, you know, pray for me because there's a great and effectual door that's open and there are many adversaries. Um, you think about all the things we've talked about so far. You know, you've got the, the enemy maneuvers in our country. You've got the, the progressive church. You've got spiritual holdings that are being unlocked. You've got apostolic calling back into the Pentecostal churches. You've got um, you've you've got the, the the need to teach and train the nations and make disciples. Because as much as we're saying right here, as much as it's true, you talk to our brothers and sisters in Brazil. I'm, the enemy's trying to move down there too, but a lot of these factors, they don't. They're not being confronted by them. They're being influenced by them, but they're not being confronted. Um, and, you know, it's just in different parts of the world, we've got to be instant and we've got to be flexible. And um, God's going to help us. Amen. But now, 
first Saturday is this Saturday. And we're asking the, the saints to, it's kind of like a confluence of a number of things. You've got the beginning of the month that we've dedicated for years to the teacher. It's, it's also, uh, we're emerging out of this 10th month. Uh, it's, it, the election will have already happened. Um, we, we recognize, um, we recognize the beginning of the year of the prophet. Um, all of these things coming together, and so we need to we need to be willing to open ourselves, let our eyes be anointed, and our ears anointed to hear what the Spirit is saying to His ecclesia. And we need to be a people that are looking to the joy that's set before us. And we need to give Him praise. We need to give Him thanks. Hopefully, there'll be a resolution and a godly one by this weekend, but we, we just need to come together as saints and recognize that God is, God is going to be speaking very clearly and very prophetically to his people, and we need to press into this, the inception of this moment, the month of the teacher, the year of the prophet, uh, the, the emerging into a new season nationally and internationally. And as we stand at the precipice of that, we need to say, Lord, the joy that's set before us, let us see that. Let, let us reach forward into the new. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we'll be sending out a, uh, a directive soon, but that's what it's going to be about. And... Um, like you mentioned Wednesday night live tomorrow I have I started to put some things together and uh, I I started preparing a, a victory speech <laughs> and then I thought well maybe I should go ahead and be uh, it's kind of reminds me of that movie 13 days about the Cuban Missile Crisis and Kevin Costner standing there talking to the speechwriter for Jack Kennedy and he said that was a good speech he said, thank you. And uh, he said, I'd like to read your other speech at some point. He said, what do you mean? And he said, the speech you had to write should the president have decided to go another direction if he would have decided to invade Cuba. They call it Cuba, those Massachusetts people. He said, well, that one was, was good, too. <laughs> he said it was more fiery. He's, uh, it would be great to, you know, you ever read the, 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 the speech that Kennedy was going to give at the World Trade Center? Had he been able to not get shot and go on up? That was a really powerful speech. Um, so I, I, I just said, Lord, I'll wait. So tomorrow morning I'll come in here real early in the morning and pray. And uh, God will say something. <laughs> he will. Oh, I don't know. I feel sorry for some folks that need four or five days to put a message together. I'm not faulting you. I mean, listen, I'm telling you. I mean, I we we absolutely have to stay focused, and 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 I say that to say that there's been a lot of there's been a lot of. I mean, if you're at all on social media, which I try to minimize that, but um, you know, over this last week, I I jumped in on the. The, the the president's prayer time on Sunday, 
And then last night I hopped on because I was sent an invitation. My nephew is part his his occupation is politics, and he is um, very instrumental in a, a political movement called Christians Engaged, which um, draws Christians in to be engaged and to be part of the political process and to pray. And they have prayer every. And they set up prayer times and things like that. Anyway, so yesterday, last night, they had a prayer time for um, our state, the state of Texas, and for today, over today. And Ian had invited me to be a part of that. So I zoomed in on that. And, you know, there was probably 20 people that different leaders around the state, congressmen and, and other people that got on and prayed. And it was powerful. Everybody had scriptures, you know, that God had given them. And, and, and I, I, I mean, I bless that. I, it, that's wonderful. And I was just stood in agreement all on behalf of righteousness being established and all those things. But at the same time, this morning I got up and I started seeking the Lord just for a word. You know, just I do that. I'm sure you do that, too. It's like, Lord, what are you saying today? And I feel like there's just a lot of voices. Yeah. There's a lot of noise out there. And. And it just makes me, and I'm so glad we're like entered into this year of the prophet because I know God is going to really hone that, just the clarity of his voice and his word in us. And, and I'm, I can feel my spirit like crying out for that for us as saints to not be distracted by even the good, you know, the people with good intentions, the church, the, the voices that are being lifted up out there. I bless them all. But like you, <laughs> I want the rhema for this moment, you know, that God has for us, and he wants us to really focus on. So I speak that over you, Pastor, and I know that, I mean, you're a champion at that. In the midst of all the chaos and in the midst of all the voices and all the noises, I know you have such a great capacity to shut all that out and just go to the top of the mountain and hear the Lord. But I, you know, I can only imagine that it's 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 challenging right now. <laughs> Not for you, but for no, for all of us. It's challenging for for every one of us. And I thank you for that. You know, we've got about five minutes left. So, what should the saints do today? I think, I think we need to continue to pray that people will vote by the direction of the Spirit, and that they will not slack off until it's, you know, that they won't let anything get in the way of them going out to cast their ballot. And we need to, we need to praise forward, praise waits for us in Zion, about what God is doing on this day. And we need to proclaim that we need to proclaim righteousness. We need to proclaim uh, the victory that God has in store. And we need to proclaim what God has uh, envisioned for this nation and for what the work needs to be done. It's been, it's been really muddied over this COVID season. I'm not saying God hasn't been moving, but there have been so many distractions and so many hindrances and so many... Uh, things that have been blocked and we need to praise ahead we need to we need to look ahead into that like paul the apostle praising at the midnight hour we're we're at that hour right now this season is ending it has to because there's much work to be done so we need to praise ahead 
And we need to pray, uh, like we said on Sunday, uh, pr prayer and supplication for our leadership. Um, we need to bind the enemy agendas to try to stir up unrest in this country in these days to come and, and stop them and turn those intentions toward the good. So we've got a lot of intercession to do today. I know you've already been praying. We've already been praying. But this is what we need to do today. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what time the, the, the balloting closes at 7, right? I think it's supposed to close at 7. But then, of course, I don't know about these, these mail-in ballots. I, I'm under the impression that there's some locations where there was not a, like a postmark deadline. And so uh, I, I just, I mean. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's, that's uh, true. We don't. Uh, um, I, I just know that, like, if, if, the, if the official balloting today ends at 7, well, right now in Arizona, it's an hour later, or an hour earlier than here. So it'll be eight Dallas time. It'll be eight o'clock when they're, because that's a battleground thing. We might as well. I, I'm not saying this. I'm not proclaiming it. But it would take a parting of the Red Sea for California to vote. Oh. And and and, and Oregon. Oregon maybe. Um, Washington, who knows? There was one place, I, I was thinking that it was Arizona where I saw on the news where there was there was a caravan for our president that was 37 miles long. Wow. A caravan of cars, 37 miles long. Wow. I, thought, I think that was in Arizona. Teresa, you can clarify that for me, but I was astounded. Well, you've got Nevada, too. And again, I hate to, we, we try not to take such a hard lean. You can't, I can't help it. I know it makes people uncomfortable, and I understand that. I, I have felt that way over the years. But the, the, the issues are so stark. Yeah. I mean, so clearly defined. And they're not minor issues. These are, I mean, if you just took one abortion, abortion if you took one, that's a main one. You take how our children are being educated in schools to hate America and to to really damn what God has given. If you if you take religious freedom, if you take uh, how many of these and, and those are just a couple. It is really a spiritual dynamic. So <sighs> Hallelujah. <laughs> So let's be in prayer today, and um, let's, if you don't want to be political, and we're not, I, I'm really just asking for whatever God wants to be done, but I'm pretty sure I know what it is. That sounds awful, doesn't it? Just pray that His will be done, and, yeah. and pray in partnership with righteousness, and if you don't know what to pray, pray in the Spirit. Yeah. And and also a couple of weeks ago we talked about praying scriptures. We ask you to ask the Lord to give you scriptures specifically yeah. to pray. Pull those out today and declare those scriptures 
just call the truth. I mean, just speak forth the truth of the yeah. Lord and the Word of God, and just be a voice in into the atmosphere, and 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 know that your voice, He hears your prayers. Amen. He hears our palal. He does. So, it's it's our hope is in Him. Period. In God we trust. In God we trust. One nation under God. That's right. Indivisible. I saw this morning, it was, um, somebody had said, we have two choices, we have two choices today. We can either vote in the season of, of, of darkness, or we can step into the light of the morning. And I thought that that's so profound because that's really the two sides. Yeah. It's the declaration of darkness, the season of darkness, or it's hope yeah. and light. And so just just speak that forth. I, I refuse. I refuse to accept stepping into a season of darkness yeah. that is anything other than God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but to me, that's a declaration from the enemy, and I do not receive that or accept that for our country. Agree. So. So. I think we're out of time. Yeah. Thanks for joining with us today, and um, really a an amazing moment in our country and um, in the world. Uh, an amazing moment in the spirit realm, too. So, um, be saints, be sons, and be um, intercessors. God bless America. Yes. And God bless you. Amen. You too. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Goodbye. <laughs>